Welcome to the Crack Den Comedy Club! <laughs> this week on the Crack Den, we've got David McSavage, Joe Rooney, Kate Feeney, Brian Gallagher, and Kevin O'Sullivan. And Eddie and Damo talk about Fonzie Virgin Mary, drink driving ads, tough crowds in Frankfurt, and pubic crabs. Hey. Welcome, welcome to welcome to Crack Den episode three. Yeah, I just hate over your welcome. That's thanks, my well, thanks, Damo. <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's my catchphrase, I guess now. Every time I talk, hey, um, like the Fonz, but newer, not as cool, and interrupting, and interrupting. Hey. At least the Fonz timed it well. Like that, you come into like, a room and go, hey, not like enter a room, wait till someone starts to talk, and then go, hey. <laughs> Anytime someone opens their mouth, hey. <laughs> Oh, it's just Daniel's catchphrase. It's his catchphrase. He has to do it over top of someone else talking. Or like, yeah, it was like that, you know, knock, knock, who's there? Interrupting cow, interrupting cow, moo. Oh, yeah. You know that one where you, you do over that? That old. Start, with, start the podcast with a knock, knock joke this week. Yeah, but it was a top, top, another top lineup. Great clips for you today. Yeah, we, we, we've got a beautiful Brian Gallagher from Limerick. Beautiful Brian. Yeah, he's a very handsome man. A seductive Kevin O'Sullivan. <laughs> We're going to give everyone a... And the sumptuous David McSavage. Yeah. The fantastic Kate Feeney. The fantastic Kate Feeney. And the lovely Joe Rooney. Lovely Joe. Yeah, tops. Yeah, it was a great, it was a great way. Let's, let's have a listen uh, to some Friday night clips. Yeah, so Brian was up first and he, uh, he had a great set and he was on about... <laughs> he was on about... <laughs> you know where he bangs on about going on holiday to Lisbon. So I was talking about holidays and drugs. Was a gr- yeah, top bit. It's nice to be back. Nice to be back on stage. Nice to be gigging. Nice to be able to travel again. Anybody been on holidays yet? Yeah, the p- very polite hand in the centre. Where did you go? France. France. Oh, you said France, though. France. <laughs> You said it like you owned the country. Amazing line. France. It was nice to get back, see how they're all doing. Still eating cheese. Very good. Very good. It's been awfully tough, hasn't it? Awfully tough. Awfully tough. What part of France did you go to? Uh, to the Alps. Of course you did. Okay, very good. Very good. You almost said to my Alps there for a second. Didn't you? Amazing. Your own. That's my, the one in the middle is mine. It's my Alp. That's just the middle. The rest of the Alps owned by the country. Travel is nice. I like traveling. I was in Lisbon recently. Anybody ever been to Lisbon? Beautiful city, Lisbon, right? But one of the main problems, I'm a comedian, right? I get up here for about 15 minutes a night, and then I essentially spend the rest of the time uh, in my underpants. Uh, on my couch, that's all I do, right? Uh, so the pandemic wasn't all bad. It wasn't much of a change for me, apart from leaving, leaving the house once a day for a few minutes. But I was in Lisbon, went over there. So I don't, like, I don't like hilly cities, but I always end up in hilly cities for some reason, right? Lisbon is full of fucking hills, right? I've got mild asthma and extreme laziness. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't fucking suit me. In Portugal, they decriminalise drugs in Portugal, right? Decrim- I see a few Ryanair apps lighting up at the back of the room there. Fucking, oh. right? They decriminalise all drugs in Portugal, which means on every street corner in downtown Lisbon, right, there's a barbershop quartet of Colombians just standing there, one on each corner, just going... They just keep changing the pitch as though all of a sudden you'll change your mind. You'll be like, fuck it, go on, give me two bags, right? I was offered cocaine so many times in Lisbon, I was fucking broke, to be honest with you, right? Jesus Christ. It does help with the hills, though, not gonna lie. It does help with the hills. I'm from Limerick. Anybody from Limerick in? No. There you have it. I think that's the security man in the corner, is it? No, we don't let them in. We don't. Made a special dispensation for acts and musicians, but uh, no actual members of the public. Unbelievable. Who said that? Was it? Who was it? It was you. You're so proud of it too. You're like, I fucking said it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck Limerick. Where, where are you from? Mullen fucking Gar. Jesus Christ. A statue of Joe Dolan and an air of desperation. That's the only thing. It's the only thing that fucking town has. Mullingar, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Ah, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Uh, Brian Gallagher there. Uh, great stuff. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Uh, that I hadn't heard that before I came to Ireland when someone's like, ah, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, because other, other places in the world, you know, you hear, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, or oh my God. But yeah, we throw in the whole family. The whole family's in there. 
Yeah. Jesus, Mary. Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Three kings and a little lamb. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the more horrifying the situation, the more people you name from the Bible. Like, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, John the Baptist, uh, Methuselah, uh, and uh, Re- Rebecca then had... Uh, Who's Rebecca? Is uh, she in the Bible? She, yeah, she was married to one of the top dogs. Oh, nice. Was it Abraham's wife? I can't remember now. Oh, uh, you're going back to the Old Testament. You're throwing Yeah, in. yeah, sorry. I should have stuck with the new. Yeah. I'm Old Testament school. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, Cain. Cain, uh, <laughs> Abel. <laughs> Don't go that far. It is back. very dramatic. Um, yeah, Mary, Jesus, Mary. And sometimes people throw in, uh, oh, sacred, sacred Virgin Mary. Oh, yeah, Jesus, oh, Mary, Joseph, Lord, bless us tonight. The Blessed Virgin Mary. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, you've got a bit about that, how you go. Why do they keep referring to Mary uh, as a virgin? Yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's very old school. Like, you know, because there's, there's virgin statues around the country everywhere in Ireland. Mm. It's like an epidemic of, and not just any virgin, by the way. It's yeah. Not just a tech guy in his 40s. Yeah. It's it's the Virgin Mary. But yeah, it, 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 she's Mary was a lot of things, you know. She was tidy, says it in the <laughs> yeah. Bible. So, is there some quotes in the Bible like, Mary doth clean and be tidy and you know there's only there's not many references to her being a virgin so yeah the only important part of that it was is like you know the immaculate conception right so but they didn't update it since then it's like years on when when you know when when jesus was crucified at the age of 33 it's like and his mother mary still a virgin was at this yeah, side yeah really drilling that you know, home things changed she I'm was sure. fucking... Joseph might have got a look in somewhere along the line. He got a look in, but she was always tidy. <laughs> she, was, she was tidy. She was tidy till the end. Not a virgin those... till the end, I tell you that. Yeah. Jesus, Mary Joseph. Yeah, and the, the, the virgin statues you see all around Ireland. I mean, look, she's, she doesn't look like a teenager She's miserable. That's what she is. And she's miserable. Every fucking statue is, such a virgin. Yeah. And, and also in the... The Fonzie pose with her arms down. Hey, yeah. my catchphrase. Hey, I gotta get my catchphrase. In. Hey. hey, what you gonna do? I'm a virgin. What, what are you gonna do? I make the I make the savior. He forgives your sins. Yeah. Hey, hey. Now I don't know how that's offensive on the very many. We're we're doing an uh, a New York Italian as Mother Mary. I don't know what how to be offended at that. Yeah, well, we're trying to make sure we're we're hitting our own audience. We're not aiming for Italian American Catholics. They can forget. Hey. hey. She's a virgin Mary. But yeah, to me, tidiness a lot more important than virginity. Yeah, because you'd have that for the the rest of your life. Very I'd handy. rather be with a kinky old lady who cleans up than a virgin who leaves her dirty dishes. <laughs> Things around. lying around. <laughs> Pick up your shit, virgin, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Clean up this place. Yeah, tidy Mary. Like the blessed tidy Mary. Blessed, blessed tidy. tidy Mary. Uh, yeah, nice on Brian. Oh, Brian Gallagher, uh, is this correct? Biggest beard on the Irish comedy circuit, would you say? Biggest beard, but not the best. Oh, really? You think yours is well trimmed? I think I'm getting there. No, he has the biggest and best beard, Brian. Yeah, does. I would say. Yeah, biggest beard. I think he's. I think when he hashtags uh, his uh, Insta posts, sometimes I think so he goes hashtag beards of Instagram. I think he might be one of the beards of Instagram. Oh. I don't know how many there of beards on Instagram there are. He was sponsored by some, um, there was a cork beard oil company that like what? sell, yeah, they give like this, like, like special oils for your oh, really? beard so your beard doesn't dry out and get dandruffy. Like cork? Oil. It's probably just grease from Hillbilly's chicken. It's Clonacilty grease just... left over. <laughs> black pudding or white pudding, depending on what colour your beard is. <laughs> just get that Rub grease black in pudding the... into your beard from yeah. Brian Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. Someone said something about my beard from the stage the other night. I think it was on Friday, and I said, oh, "I'll put oil in my beard. It smells like olives." Uh, it was just uh, a little olive oil gag, but uh, well, they laughed. <laughs> you had to be there for that one. Yeah, that was a that was a definitely come along to the crack den and listen to our beard jokes. Yeah. But we're admiring your beard, a beautiful Brian and his beautiful beard. And and funny enough, you just said Cork there. That'll segue into our next act because Kevin O'Sullivan was next. Who is from Cork? So I'm from Cork. Uh, it's down south, if you don't know. But I, I live up here, right? I've lived up here for seven years. I live in a bed sit. Do you know what a bed sit is? What are you? Shithole, thank you. The man with a house. <laughs> you have a jumper on that says I have a conservatory. <laughs> and many sheds. Do you want to sell me one? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm joking. This is actually like, so if you're, if you're not from Ireland, right? A bed sit is like, it's like your whole house is in one room. 
okay? It's like, it is genuinely this size. It's like your whole house, one room. It's brilliant, though. It's perfect for a stoner. Do you know what I mean? It's brilliant. Just lean out of bed. You are in the fridge. <laughs> That's exactly what a bed sit is like. Yeah, Kevin's <laughs> paradise, man. Yeah. Do you ever live in a bed sit? Oh, years. Like years. Like when sometimes, uh, you know, you come home and you just, uh, you had a, one too many fizzy drinks. And if I lie down on the floor as a starfish, I, I, my hands and feet could touch the, the, the full room of the place. Like from kitchenette to couch. So I live in a bed sit right now then. It's, oh, no, it's, it's a one bedroom. <laughs> I'm not doing too well for I'd myself, well. apparently. Yeah, well, anyway, By the sounds of yeah, it. Yeah. Anywhere you can sit on your bed is a bed sit. Uh, right. But no, you've got an upstairs and a downstairs. Yeah, but it's just a bedroom and a kitchen. That's upstairs bedroom, downstairs kitchen. Yeah, that's like it's, it's, but at least they've split it up. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They've split it up. Yeah, there was a lady last night at the comedy club chatting to us after. Yeah, Claire. She, she was saying how, yeah, Claire. Five sisters in one room. Yeah. I said, that must have been fun. And she was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Damo, you're thinking of just being in a room with five women. You're like, oh, that sounds lovely. No, well, I was thinking of like children when she was a child, like five kids together. Like, cause I'm thinking of kids like Max's age, five. They love other kids. Yeah, but better if you've, if you've got your if own you're... bedroom and then you leave your bedroom. Cause I, I grew up, I've got uh, five siblings. That's a lot. And I, I shared a bedroom for a while, but then you get your own bedroom. You still have the great crack of having loads of siblings. Great fun, great yeah. times, great games. But in the same room, you're trying to sleep and someone's snoring and they fucking sleepwalk and smack you. Yeah, it's like you go to stay in a hostel to get some peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to go stay in a 24. Oh, I stayed in a hostel once and it was 24 bunks. 48 On top people. of each other. Yeah, yeah, just one, <laughs> yeah, a bed sit, but really high. Like a skyscraper of bunk beds. Most efficient hostel use of space ever. Yeah, yeah, but the odds of when there's 48 people in one massive room, it looks like an orphanage, is there's, there's, the odds are always someone's going to be snoring, always someone's going to be walking around, always yeah. someone going for a whisk, always someone looking for their phone charger, coming in, going out. It's You may as well sleep on the street. someone masturbating. Always someone like Eddie. Go, going at it. <laughs> Having a good time. 47 other people, I like it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> look at them all asleep. Look at them, look at the, their phone charger. I walk around as they do it, yeah. You're not even staying there. You're just like patrolling yeah. around like a guard. That's right. <laughs> a prison guard. <laughs> go to sleep. Actually, you stay awake. You go to sleep. <laughs> Turn that light off. Um, okay okay who's up next yeah let's move on up next kate feeney talking about coping mechanisms for lockdown what were people's coping mechanisms because i think there were two and i'd love to hear from within this group where you'd put yourselves i think there were doers and there were dissociators so the doers were like up at five i'm up at five i go for a walk i come home i build a birdhouse then i build an annex to the birdhouse then i have my overnight oats then i walk my wife at lunch come back Dominate my inbox, absolutely annihilate my plans. They just went into a trance of productivity. And they've come back out and they're all muscular and fucking have 12 birdhouses. And then there were the dissociators. And on the 9th of March, 2020, they caught a glimpse of a speck of dust. And they followed it. Up until Saturday a week ago. <laughs> now they're going, ah, sure, hiya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd be one of them. Definitely. <laughs> In fact, I wish I could have dissociated more. Same. Like I did, considering it was a lockdown, I did too much. You know, because it was at one time in history that it's like you were supposed to do nothing by mm. law. Don't go out, don't do anything. And what, what was great was low expectations. And I think I thrive on that. And a lot of us thrive on low expectations. And that's the dissociators because you're going, if you do anything, they're like, bravo. If you go, you fill up the fridge with groceries. Oh, my goodness. Look at this hero. If I got out of bed before midday, that was an achievement during lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And if I did one gig... Uh, in a month but it, and it was outside but it was just something they're like wow you're gigging during a pandemic yeah you're yeah. like oh yeah but I used to send you messages with applause sounds 
yeah, yeah. like thanks Eddie well done Damo you Keep saw it me up. doing that street gig to five people walking their dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking at the dust Damo but I, I see you dreaming big yeah we just heard Kate Fanny listen to another bit of hers she did the other night and uh, oh, it's such a good if you get ghosted this is such a good idea after being single for a little while I've one thought and that is that we need to introduce you know we, we're always looking after people's physical health the pandemic was all about that what I think we also need is someone to look after our emotional health and for that reason, I'm proposing the introduction of the emotional guardie. So I don't know if I, has anyone ever been ghosted? Has anyone ever emotionally invested and then poof? So I think it should be the case that you can ring up Rathfarnham Garda Station, wherever. Uh, hi, how are you? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, so story is I was on six dates with Derek. And on the last one, we went to Token and actually met his friends, and then haven't heard a peep since Wednesday. Okay, look, thank you so much for ringing in. First of all, my name is Garda Murphy, and I'll be looking after you today. I, I'm just going to need to know, have you checked his stories? Um, <laughs> yeah, he was actually in Workman's on Friday night at a freaking comedy gig, and so I know he's alive. Okay, fair enough. Okay, do you know where he is now? Yeah, he's at brunch. Okay, tell you what, listen, I'm so sorry this happened to you, first of all. Second of all, send me on the tag and I'll be down. And then Gordon Murphy, what he does is he throws on his uniform. It's not the usual. It's double denim. <laughs> What's that? I think blue. I think let's keep in the theme of the Gardy. So he hops on, he hops on his scooter. And I feel like something light, like a bewitched kind of na 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 hey, instead of the siren, just na 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 ho, na 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 hey, rocks up, sees the little prick at brunch. Excuse me. I believe you went on four dates with Caroline, including a meeting of the friends. She hasn't heard a peep from you since Wednesday. Fuck. Send her the fucking text. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need that in society. I love that. So have you you've been ghosted, have you? Me? No, yeah. no, no. I've never I do the ghosting. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty son of a gun. No one ghosts me. I ghost them first. <laughs> you guys <laughs> but you go, you ask them out, you you match on Tinder, and then you're like, hey, do you want to go out sometime? They go, yeah, and you're like, nothing. Yeah, yeah, they got the two blue ticks. <laughs> That's all they're getting off me. They're like, oh, this guy's marriage material. I'm two blue ticks material. That's oh, all two you're... blue ticks malarkey. Yeah, yeah. Before it was called ghosting, it was called malarkeyed. <laughs> <laughs> and they changed it. Like, but if the emotional guard is like, uh, if you don't, yeah, if you don't text him back, if you don't text Caroline back, we're going to send in the Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> this should be even more. Like, that is horrible, like not hearing anything from anyone. But surely if, I mean, I did have, like with text, yeah, yeah. Well, there was times when um, before I met Sandra, like there was girls that I'd be texting and then, yeah, they just never message you back. I've been wholly ghosted. What's that? It's when uh, you grow up Catholic and you believe in God and you do all your prayers, communion, confirmation, you pray every night. But uh, God never responds. <laughs> wholly ghosted. Wholly ghosted. <laughs> but yeah, all my single mates have been ghosted. It's just so, like you get ghosted more than you have people messaging you. Yeah, I actually, I did, I'm not a ghoster. I just want to clarify. I actually am a nice guy. Um, just but sometimes, I mean, sometimes it's not necessarily intentional ghosting. What if you get a new phone? Yeah, I, I, a lot of the time it's it's men, I think, because we're like lazy and emotionally. Emotionally not, not illiterate. illiterate. Don't know how to get man. out of this. They're like, oh, what do I say? Oh, don't respond. Yeah, okay. If you lose your phone and all that, fair enough, obviously. But then I think it's cowardice. doesn't matter who's doing the ghosting. Yeah. Like a text, minimum, just on, it was great hanging out. Uh, just make but, up an excuse. But we're any just friends. Or, yeah, any yeah. excuse. I've got close contact now for the rest of my life. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm going to bully you forever. <laughs> or just anything. Just like, oh, my, um, I'm back with my ex. Or just some, just closure. Yeah. Not yeah. getting, imagine if you've been ghosted by, say, 10 people over years of just dating and meeting people. And then you've got all the 10 people that you've had no closure with. And then, of course, you're going to start going, well, is it me? Why are all these people doing that? When that, it was just, you just met more lazy people than non-lazy people and more cowards. That sounds like a premise for a rom-com. Ten ghosts. And ten. it's like, uh, she goes around to all like the ten boyfriends that ghosted her. 
The Ten Ghosts of Christmas. Yeah, the Charles Dickens. It's like, you will be visited by uh, three ghosts during the night. And then they just come and go, oh, I just didn't think we were compatible. They're all just assholes. (laughs) (laughs) And then at the end, instead of standing over your grave in the future, you're standing over their grave in the future and you're like, ah, I feel better now. Ghost me now, motherfucker. Yeah, ghost me now. (laughs) I'm looking over your grave in the future. It's Liam Neeson playing the... I have a very specific set of skills. I'm going to find you and I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> it's a horrible thing. Just If you listen to this, just, just, con- just it's easy. You can contact anyone that instead of scrolling, just stop and go, hey, it was lovely hanging out. I mean, uh, uh, we're not meant to be, you know, you know, when I'm not the one for you, you're not the one for me, but it was great hanging out, great experience. Yeah, even, Why even catch just, you around. If you're, if you're a chronic ghoster, just write one message in your notes and copy and paste. Copy and Even paste. just that. Like, better than the two blue ticks, copy, paste. Takes three more seconds. And- yeah. Or a couple of emojis. <laughs> <laughs> just the shrugging emoji. The person shrugging. Shrug, and, and, then, then the, and then a crying face. The crying face. And then the little guy running with the, the smoke behind. Yeah, yeah. And then the ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just At a- least they know. At least they know it's over. Just a ghost. They're like, okay, I have been ghosted. They're pricks. Yeah, yeah. A gif of a ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all it is. And like Afterlife came out recently, so they've got all these new Ghostbuster gifts. Come on, people. Come on. A couple of ghosting is still a thing. So, uh, hey, Feeney, brilliant. Oh, yeah, uh, so uh, just prefacing the next clip. Simon O'Keefe was on. It was great. And we recorded it from the back of the room, so the sound isn't as crisp as the other ones. But um, but you can hear the audience more in this one. And uh, at one point, Simon referenced something that he's talking about. He's uh, uh, gesturing to uh, these portraits of these old, like, 19th century portraits of old women on the wall. Uh, yeah, so that's what he's referring to anyway. So uh, here's a clip of Simon O'Keefe. I'm in my 40s and I'm single. And I'm single. Oh, it's fucking grim. And it's just like, oh, oh, it is. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, like, I'm in my 40s and bisexual, so if I kiss anyone my own age, they definitely have a moustache. Uh, it's like the, the, uh, the, the apps are grim. Even that phrase for the day, the apps, it sounds like a fucking disease when these women fucking died on. We had 14 children, they all died from the apps. Uh, oh, but it's fucking great, because like, I don't mind being like, you know, ladies here, big cheer if you've ever been on Tinder. Uh, it, it's a fucking grim place though, isn't it? Because all I see from ladies' profiles on Tinder is them saying, how come every guy's profile picture is either of them with Conor McGregor or a tiger? Uh, and the reason for that is, is many men identify with predators. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. Simon O'Keefe there. Brilliant. Class. What a joke writer. And it's, it's funny. I think we all have this as, as comics and we'll hear this. David McSavage has got a clip next. And this sums it up perfectly. Everyone in the audience could be laughing, except if you see one person that isn't. Yeah. You just can't stop thinking about them. You just hone in on this one person. Yeah. And, uh, and this in this case, they just happen to be up the front row. And and Dave, like, if he thinks it, he's going to say it. So he just straight out asks him. Your friend is laughing. Why aren't you laughing as much as your friend? Come here, why are you not laughing? Do you not find it funny? Oh, she's foreign. (laughs) She's a fucking partner. Fair enough then. So maybe, I'm so sorry. Not that it matters because nobody chooses to be where they're from. Your parents have sex somewhere. But just as a point of interest, just because maybe I, because I do speak three languages. What, 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 what area of the world do you, what language do you speak? What, what do you, what language do you speak? No, yeah, no, don't try to be funny. It's really difficult. Okay, come on. Just tell me what, what, where, what language does she speak? Lithuanian. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> that was class. Yeah, the king of rinsing. Yeah. Savage. He rinses people like I've never seen. But it is true, though. So if, you're, if you've got to see a face is laughing and one of them isn't, it's like, it's like whatever way the human mind works, your attention goes to the, the, you know, the thing that's, that's not with the rest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, always, it's just how the mind is. You just hone in on that. And then you're like, what's wrong with this person? You're like a thousand people laughing, one person. You're like, what's your problem? 
Yeah, and it, you just can't stop thinking about it. Some people don't laugh. Some you have to dissociate from those people. Like I did some gigs in Germany in Frankfurt, and people. Like it was, the, I thought the toughest gig I've ever done. Well, people, Frankfurt, you know, Frankfurt, Frankfurt. People just not like, kind of going ha, ha. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, but then at the end, <laughs> a of whole a, audience of babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of a bit, they'd applause. They, you know, so so you know, la da 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 punchline ha. Then an applause for like five seconds, but the laugh is like sometimes they didn't laugh at all. Sometimes they just applauded. I was like, that's not how this works, people. Yeah, but some some cultures are used to live entertainment differently. Like Germany, they've had live entertainment for you know centuries. They used to like Beethoven and stuff like that. You know, where they would just watch the whole thing and then, yeah. you know, like imagine laughing to it. Ah! But no one laughs to Beethoven, Damon. No, it's that's not, true. That's, actually. Uh... But it's more of a theatre sort of. Theater culture, go- isn't a theater it? Theater-going people. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, stand-up isn't Germans big, yeah. have such a good sense of humor, but it is dry, and yeah. they're not known for laughing out yeah. loud. Do, yeah. I, I, no I, one laughs. The German laugh stereotype laugh. of not being funny is not true. They are, they're funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine me if I was German. I just, I definitely wouldn't laugh as much. I laugh all the time. <laughs> I'm not even laughing now. What would a German demo be? Yeah. I think, my, I think uh, once I went to a dentist and got the laughing gas, and I just still have it. <laughs> just never left just non-stop but yeah like so, yeah sometimes you've got to take that into account and then after the frankfurt show do they come up and go yeah, yeah. that was very good. yeah i feel like a comedy uh just so you should be aware you have attention deficit oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> they just they come up to you with just diagnosis of diagnosis uh several freuds in the room but loads of freuds yeah so that's why i do like hanging around after gigs just if you have any doubts they'll clear it up whether you were right or wrong yeah they'll, or they'll tell you if they didn't they'll like it tell too, you people. so yeah next up we've got joe rooney the one and only talking yeah. about talking about his lovely mother uh, and at those times at catholic times and i had um, a mother like a lot of uh, irish men uh had an irish mother and uh she was typical irish mother made me feel guilty all the time very passive aggressive it's just about little things just like everything was about her like kind of suffering basically so if there was a disco for the teenage disco in the parish hall i'd say to her uh, mammy can i go to the disco on friday and she'd be like ah sure go on out and enjoy yourself sure someone in this house might as well enjoy themselves this won't be me anyway and that never leaves you, you know. Every Irish person knows that. You can go off to Australia, for example, the other side of the world, and think, great, I've left behind a small town in the Irish upbringing, Catholic upbringing, and then you're dancing away in some nightclub off your face, going, this is fucking brilliant. And then suddenly your mother's voice is in your head going, Asher, you might as well see the world. I'll never see it anyway. <laughs> and if I die, I'll bury myself, I suppose. That never leaves you. Yeah, my mother's voice is still in my head every day. Oh, really? Is it very similar? Just, just saying things like, Eddie, come on, don't piss in the bucket. <laughs> Get your shit together. No, no, she doesn't like me doing the stand-up stuff. She's yeah. always, always saying, like, uh, Eddie, now you'd be a good school teacher. This clown stuff on a stage. The neighbours the neighbors will be laughing at you, Eddie. Thing. that's the plan mom come on get yeah. on board I found that's a lot about with mothers sometimes it's not even what they want it's what they think the neighbours are going to want yeah it's like what, is it, what, what difference does it make who they're talking about and why it doesn't matter I'm being harsh on my mom there in fairness no, she's uh, she doesn't sound like that she's <laughs> <laughs> but she yeah, no, she does it, it, it's, she's kind of accepted that I'm doing stand up now but for a long, long time, it was just like school teaching, school teaching, school, you know, she'd, she'd send me WhatsApp messages with like a uh, new master's course uh, to become a, a yeah. solicitor. And I just like not, rep- I'd have to ghost my mom. Two blue ticks. That's what you're getting for that. One, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying yes or no. Just a, the shrugging emoji again. Yeah. So then oh, so, so she'd sent me like uh, several, like seven, eight. Uh, different master's courses or whatever that I should be doing you know like oh what about this one you'd love that now Eddie go on go on go on so I started sending her master's courses back because yeah. like uh, master's in agricultural engineering <laughs> what do you do that or, or just send like uh, hobbies and stuff groups you could go to just to keep it busy to get off yeah. whatsapp and facebook 
Yeah. Just do something. Like too much time in hands. Because they like parents spend all their time, especially mothers, all their time raising the kids. And then when you're adults doing your own thing, all that time. I love how you said, especially mothers there. Because you're well, a dad. Is. You're like, I'm a dad. It's like, like parents spend all the time, especially mothers. I haven't, what age is Max? I don't know. But hey, those mothers, they especially work hard. Especially mothers, man. Especially mothers. Because dads, yeah. that's the thing. Like uh, I noticed with like mother's lives change obviously more because the guy is still, he's still him and is, is his job. A lot of the time will continue on. The mother will take a break maternity leave some countries like this one a guy gets paternity leave two weeks if you're lucky two weeks paternity. scandinavia both parents six months maternity and paternity leave so it's a bit more even but here it's like six i think it's six months for the mum. you know those kind of dads who have like multiple children with multiple women and don't turn up for most of the childhood of any of them yeah that'll be like you ghosting families Ghost, yeah <laughs> But if they're in Scandinavia, that, that'll be like in Scandinavia, that'll be the dream location for those dads because they get six months off work each time and then they just don't do shit anyway. They just, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like have 10 children. You get 60 months off work and just don't yeah. do jack shit for yeah. any of them. Just every six months, get someone pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Then move on and then just live the life of luxury. Full salary for life. <laughs> Who am I knocking up this week, eh? Yeah, how many kids you got? How old am I now? Okay, 18, I'm 25 now. So that's... Uh, that's that's seven times. I've got 14 children. <laughs> I was on the Lewis, right? And it was a, it was these two like rough dubs, drinking cans, talking to each other. And one of them was like, uh, yo, it was at Jimmy's uh, communion there. It was, it was nice. He goes, how old is Jimmy now? Uh, he was about eight. He goes, you've, how, what about the, you've got a few others. Who, who, how he's got, uh, yeah, I've got Mickey with, uh, that's with Sandra. Then I've got, uh, what's another few? What's her name? Uh, Sarah. She's, she's the daughter of... Uh, and he listed out like four or five kids with four or five mothers. Wow. Like the Old Testament. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other guy, his friend was like, Jesus, yeah, you're, you're a busy man. And then he says, yeah, yeah. I'm doing well for myself, huh? Oh, no way. <laughs> like his measure of success was how many multiple kids with multiple women. He's like, yeah, you know, evolution. Who's succeeding? This guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and just to think like that, those genetics are just multiplying themselves. That's it. Down the track. Yeah, more kids. He's, yeah. His family tree is like a forest, but he's never visited it. <laughs> <laughs> Sprouts popping up left, right, and center. <laughs> oh man! Oh. And he's proud. That's the maddest thing. That's hey. the that's the best thing. At least he's proud. Yeah. What about these dudes that have secret families or two families, and the other one doesn't know about the other one? Like, uh, but at least those dudes are visiting the families. That's true. At least he they, he must have some sort of job that he's lying about or getting. If you can fund that, imagine how how well off one of the families would be if you can fund two families. Yeah, it's wealthy men. It's not you know. If you're fun in two families. Yeah, yeah. If you're a poor dude, you're just on the Lewis. What's better? About What's better? Thing. Having a, a wealthy man funding two families or a poor man not funding one family? Oh, uh, well, I, I know I'm one of <laughs> <laughs> What is Well, I'm one of those. So it's what a, would you prefer? <laughs> a wealthy partner who has another partner in another family. But they treat you really good. They're, they're not around as quite as much as you'd like. But yeah, they, yeah. You know, they're a good partner. They've got you a lovely house. They've got you all the stuff. Or would you prefer a poor partner? Yeah. <laughs> Who's great fun, but God damn it, you're on the bread lines. <laughs> I can afford another family now. Not yeah. like put not put an extension on the house that you have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a basement designed so they don't have to. Yeah. And like ignoring all the messages from your mum to do your masters. Oh, I can afford to do a okay. Not doing that. I'm getting another family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get another family. Um Oh, so Joe Rooney on his mother. Now, uh Joe Rooney on the old JC. Oh, yeah. While we were talking about the Catholic Church, that went into the passive aggressiveness of uh, of maybe Jesus. The one and only. So, uh, but it's a Catholic religion or Christianity, Protestant and Catholics. It's very passive aggressive religion. Like Jesus was very passive aggressive. All that look dying, like he's, he was like 2000 years before you were born. He was like on the cross dying for your sins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's mad, isn't it? But it. But he'd be like, don't, don't worry about it. It's not your fault, really. You know, it's all right. I mean, it's not. It's a bit of an inconvenience, but sure, I suppose that's why I was put here. 
The authority was like, I'd say he made, even the Roman soldiers, I'd say he was really like passive-aggressive with them. And they were just doing a job. They were just, they were, they were just, oh, you have to crucify someone today. And they're going, ah, oh, fuck it, that's why we're here, sure. Uh, that's why we left Rome and came here looking for work uh, <laughs> to crucify people. But, um, so the, and, then he, and he said, uh, the last thing he said was, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. <laughs> And the Roman soldiers would be like, fucking hell. Like, and one of them, he'd go home to his wife at the end of a hard day's work, and she'd be like, hey, Luigi, how was your day today? He's like, I'm not the good. I crucify this guy <laughs> called the Jesus Christ. Anyway, he said that forgive them, they know not what they do. I'm like, no, not what they do. I have been crucifying for 20 years. I know what I'm doing. Crafts, man, I make a nice cross, good wood, mahogany, nice. I know this guy, he's jealous, he wanted to be a carpenter, it didn't work out for him. Hey. <laughs> Joe, right. Joe on Jesus. Great. Joe on Jesus and the Romans. Uh, oh, Joe's got a brilliant bit on uh, David Bowie. Yeah, his impersonations of especially other musicians. Top class. Top class. So good. And Hit the it. audience, mate, just go bananas. Hit it, Joe. So, uh, when kids were young, I used to sing nursery rhymes to them, like little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. And around that time, David Bowie had a child. And I used to wonder, was David Bowie, at the same time as I'm singing, little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, is David Bowie doing that with his kids? Imagine your dad is David Bowie. It's like 8 o'clock in the evening, and he's like, okay, it's 8 o'clock, time to go to bed. <laughs> and then I'll be up later to sing a nursery rhyme. <laughs> oh, no. He'd come up later, he'd be like, Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating her curds and why hey. Along came the spiders from Mars and frightened Miss Muffet away, hey. Now go to bed And don't come down the stairs later on Or I'll send in Major Tom And he's a space monster Kiddies <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant What a Bowie Nice one, Joe Rooney there. Excellent. And then, and then he's, he, he does, if you've seen him, you know, he, like, he'll, he'll do different nights, different uh, artists doing different nursery rhymes, singing their kids to bed. It's tops. Hmm. So good. Hmm. Tops is my other word for the day. So I've got E and tops. I've said it a good few times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one of them will stick. Tops? One of them will stick. Tip tops. 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 I've never heard anyone else say tops except you. It is tops. My friend in school, I remember uh, John Paul Rigo. I think we were about 13 or 14. John saw, Paul Ringo. John, John, no, John Paul Rigo. But he, he said almost, John Paul Ringo. John Paul Ringo, yeah. Biggest Beatles fan <laughs> in the universe, did his, the parents. Did his parents like What do we that? give him? John, no, not Paul, no, Ringo. Give him the three of them. Oh, John Paul Ringo. And his middle name's George. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was so-called the crankiest one that gave him a, as a middle name. No, it was John Paul Rigo. Uh, great dude, but he saw. I just remember this. I don't know why. There's a, a movie called The Monster Squad. I saw that. We're the Monster Squad. Like it's real eighties and sort of Stranger Things. Frankenstein. There was one night where Dracula, Mummy, Werewolf, Frankenstein's monster came alive to take over the world, and these kids had to, you know, stop them. It was great. So I just said, like your standard eighties movie, and uh, was, I think it was early nineties at the time. And I go, I was like, oh, John Paul Rico. I go, how was the um, the monsters? How was the Monster Squad? And he goes, oh, it was tops. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'm going to see this movie. It was tops, but I don't think I've heard anyone say tops before. And you, but you kept it up. I've kept it up since you, Monster Squad. You say it on stage. You know, it's tops. It's you tops. Say, oh, you're like. Like he's gonna, this is gonna stick. He's bringing Tops. it into the is Irish. Is that sure for top shelf? Imagine if you went up, you wanted an expensive whiskey in a bar, and you went, "I'll have the whiskey." Tops, the top tops. Keep it up. That's all. I yeah, say. yeah. That doesn't that doesn't work keep at all. Keep it up. I'll keep um, trying. So you had a couple of things you wanted to talk about, did you? Oh, I did, of course. I've always got shit to air. <laughs> oh yeah. So I I went to the neurology clinic this week to get a checkup for because I got epilepsy. 
and Real epilepsy. Real seizures. Seizure free for a few years now, but you still got to get your check up to check if your brain is degrading or anything. Mm. And uh, I'm okay. Degra- is it degraded any? No, no, it's okay. Actually, you sure? it was cool. You get an MRI scan. Is like So you can see it on the computer. It's a 3D scan of the brain. 3D? Yeah. So, so you can, can you can move it around like Minecraft and look at it. I mean, that's not the purpose, but kind of. So okay. you, you can but like build cities on it and buildings. <laughs> <laughs> He's just putting in gifts onto my brain. Well, look what else I can do with your brain yeah, here. Yeah. Oh, what's he thinking about? A galloping horse? <laughs> How's the epilepsy? Can you please uh, stick Get out to of that. it? He's like, wait, wait, I can put a face on it. Oh, now it's talking. I'll put my eyes and mouth on your brain. Hey, I'm hungry. <laughs> hey, I've got epilepsy. Do, do, do. Yeah. My mum wants me to do a master's. I'm not doing it, mama. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that, Doc? Um... So yeah, so, so imagine so, if that was what they could do. They they read your thoughts through a neurology scan. Oh, they're nearly there, man. The fMRI scans. Have you heard of those? fMRI. Yeah, so it's those fu- fucking MRI scans. <laughs> <laughs> the F stands for functional, so they can oh. do it in like almost real time. So so like an MRI scan is just like kind of a one single 3D picture, but the F means it can kind of like see it as it's like a, a kind of image of the brain as you're thinking. So oh. with these scans, you know, all you can think is that I'm getting an MRI, fMRI scan. I'm getting an fMRI scan. I'm getting a, oh, I'm looking at my brain. Oh, I'm look, that's what my brain no, looks no, no, like. People, that's what all thoughts are. People being. can operate robots through fMRI scans, so they don't even need a controller. They just need to think about the movement. Oh, oh come on! No, it's it's happening, man. So they're using it for people who are like. Uh, paraplegic or who've lost a limb, they can attach. It's already happening. Cyborgs, I can do it now. Excited, they can do it. That's now, brilliant. Yeah, so it's happening. So anyway, I got uh, just the MRI scan, and you didn't get you any. Can see like these tiny arms, <laughs> uh, tiny dots on the image. And I was like, what are they? And he was like, oh, they're just brain dots. And I was like, well, what's a brain dot? And he goes, ah, as everyone gets older, you get like these little tiny dots in your brain. It's just kind of like dead cells or something. And as you or grow- something. Or so, I mean, I should have asked for a better explanation. Imagine if you just said it so nonchalant. Ah, dots or something as you get older. Dots, I don't really know man. what they are. I don't was, know what that big smudge is. So I was like, should I be worried? He's like, nah, they're just an average amount of dots. And I said, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, you know, if you smoke a lot and drink too much, you get more dots. You know, if you've got dementia, it's dots everywhere. It's just brain dots. We all have them as oh, you grow. Man. So you probably had like next to none when you were 10. And now, Damo, you got a you got a lot of brain dots. At least you've got an average amount. That's a good thing. Very happy with my average brain dots. But yeah. anyway, the guy he was like an put old... that on your profile. Oh, you're not on Tinder anymore. But that'd be a good on your profile. Average brain average dots. amount of brain dots. Yeah, uh, he was. Um, yeah, he was like an older doctor. And my own, oh, my and own... did you go? How many dots do you have, Doc? If he's older, he might have. More. That's my worry about old doctors. Like if he was in his late sixties. Okay, you know we associate being wise with elderliness. But like, when's the last time? He read a scientific journal. You know, like someone who's fresh out of medical school has read all the latest research. These are the latest drugs. Someone who's 67, I mean, they studied in the fucking 70s, you know, whenever. So what am I doing? Yeah, what was that? Rub margarine on your tummy and get some bed rest. Yeah, he's like, you got epilepsy. Oh, that's a tough dose here. I got some leeches for you. (laughs) (laughs) That means I just, uh, I put a helmet on and hit your head with a hammer. Yeah. Just knock you out. I was like, have you got any medication? He's like, let me have a look over here. And he goes to the back of his van. He's going, I got some elixir here. Yeah. Taste my magic elixir. Have a one sip of this and all ailments. God. Oil from a cobra in Africa. <laughs> Get this snake to bite you. You'll be fine. It's true. You kind of want you want a doctor in their 30s. That's what you want. Because they've, they've had a bit of experience and they've read most of the research that's up to date. Uh, if they're in their 50s upwards, you're like, well, you know. What are they working with? You should They're be Electroshock. They're like, all right, I got electroshocks for you here. I was like, no, please. Yeah. That's what they did in his time. Um, it is, yeah, it is good to be. It depends on what, what kind of doctor it is. Like, like if you've got arthritis, you want to see an old doctor. Yeah. Because he'd be like, uh, you know, he, he, he would have come across it himself. So he'd know. Like, you think a doctor in their 20s knows all the good stuff, has like hands-on, as you could say, experience on old people they're like ah that's years away I don't need to know about that yeah. stuff yeah you got, you got chlamydia you want a doctor in his 20s yeah you that's know. what you need to do yeah you get the crabs which I think are extinct because there's no pubes anymore oh I think crabs are extinct because the pubes are well, extinct just you as t- well you take you take away the pubis it goes away the crabs <laughs> but I was thinking as well it's, it's a shame though because if you're a tiny <laughs> if you're a tiny organism 
And like, because I love, I love a crab roll or something like that. You know, that the pube crabs would have been the crabs for like smaller, tiny little creatures. Oh, like mouses are making crab rolls with yeah, crabs. with like they, they don't. There's no crabs with them. Why like, is there a mouse in your pants demo? Like, like the crabs never, are in your pubes. Like why? Oh, like they just they just be around, like from jumping from oh they jump place r- to they must jump. From but place they don't to get place. to the next person's pubes. They land on the floor, and a mouse is like ah, oh, and they're like all oh, right. He's got he ties that little uh, napkin around his yeah. neck, Ratatouille. knife and fork, and he's like cracking open open that lovely crab. They should have put that in bit the movie. of butter. They should have put that in Ratatouille. He pulls out the giant pube from it <laughs> <laughs> from its mouth. It's like a it's big... like a spaghetti, but he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> a, you know, like you know, like a guitar string, just like a big. <laughs> what, what, what are you having today? I'm having pew bolognese. Pew bolognese with a crab. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Uh, I was thinking, well, should we start tipping doctors to kind of encourage them to keep up Definitely. with the modern technology? Because we, it's weird that we tip waiters to kind of get that extra bit of service out of them, and it's, it's you know, it's good. We need to tip the waiters. We don't tip many other professionals. Tipping doctors, no. I think very important to tip doctors. Yeah. Because that's another incentive for them to keep you alive. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting a colonoscopy. You're like, thanks, doc. That hit the spot. I know you didn't find anything, but I found bliss. <laughs> you know, and you only you tip him a fiver. He's like, a fiver? That hand's going back in. Back in and reaching around until I find some loose pocket change. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else you got? <laughs> what else you got in there? Where's that 50? That's the worst tip I've ever gotten. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think we should definitely tip doctors for sure. Yeah. And they're like, how, how good is that doctor? It's like, oh, man, he cleared a grand yesterday in tips. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tip jar on the way. <laughs> that's the doctor you want. You can measure, yeah, how good a doctor is by how many tips they get. And you're like, that's... And then they um, can use that at the golf course. Yeah. Walking around in their salmon trousers with just cash just shoved into the pockets. <laughs> Uh, so also then so I'm on this medication for epilepsy and uh, they have ads for medications They're, you know like because it's a GlaxoSmithKline medication but there's I was like checking out online all the side effects on the GlaxoSmithKline website and I was looking at they've got these ads for all the different medications there's an ad for cholesterol medication such an Americanized ridiculous that they've advertisements for medications it's like lower your cholesterol yeah. today and you it's a guy on a mountain bike zooming with a big smile on his face then it's a guy cliff, climbing a cliff big smile on his face then an elderly couple running on the beach together smiles on the face like look I take this medication I'm not going to find the love of my life you know Mm. I just want to be get by. That's all, you know, the ad should just be a guy fucking leaving the hospital, walking to the bus stop, listening to a fucking podcast and just being like, well, my cholesterol's all right, you know? Yeah, I don't need to climb a mountain, but what's, what's, what do I have to take to get me from the couch to the fridge and then back and then to the bed? Yeah. You know, that's all you need. What do I need to be able to eat fish and chips three times a week? And still be okay. Or some lovely crab rolls. Waferin by GlaxoSmithKline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't need to advertise stuff like that. No, no, no. Yeah. No, you're not fooling anyone. It's not like, hey, do you need chemotherapy? It's like, nah, you'd, you'd know. But, um, but doctors, yeah, my sister's a doctor and she is doing like 24-hour shifts lately in the hospital, which is crazy. Do- doctors in like Irish hospitals, probably a lot of other hospitals, doing two 24-hour shifts a week. Yeah, that's not right. That's not right. As why of all the people we sleep deprive, why are we sleep depriving doctors? They're the people we need freshest. The most alert. I'd be a terrible doctor, man. I sleep like I sleep like ten hours a day, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but your uh, your grandfather didn't make it through the surgery. My God, what? What happened? I dozed off. Uh, the <laughs> coffee machine was not working. Um, thank God for that long beeping noise. <laughs> Wake me straight up. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't make it well. At least it wasn't COVID. Thank God I had a nap anyway. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm fresh for the next person. Yeah. Yeah. Like there should be nap rooms. Yeah. Like, we need to, we need to tip hours. doctors and we need to give them proper amount of sleep. Just give them some, give every worker a sleep. Doesn't matter what you do, but if their life is, if your life is in their hands, mm. have a nap or, or that's one thing to ask doctors. Like before you tip them, you go, how uh, how early into the shift am I? If they're like, oh, I got on uh, yesterday. You're like, can I see someone who's just started? Yeah. Just for your own, not that they're going to make mistakes, but just for their benefit, you go sit in the staff room for a bit, unless it's a real emergency. Maybe the adrenaline will pick up. 
But you can't be high on adrenaline for 24 hours. But after 20 hours, your judgment is as good as a drunk person. That's a that fact. Right? That makes sense. Fact I, li- I learned on a TED Talk. These drunk surgeons. Ah, give me that. Yeah. <laughs> Scalpel. Heineken. <laughs> I hate my wife. Uh, doctor, please. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm starving. <laughs> you know when you're drunk, I'm starving. Can I get and a like, kebab in here? Yeah, and just eating it, and the, the coleslaw is falling into an yeah, open, yeah. like <laughs> open surgery. <laughs> oh, thank God. Actually, it is a bit. Oh, uh, is that liver? <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw mm. it in the bin. Fry mm. it up. <laughs> Don't waste it. Yeah, I mean, giblets. <laughs> um, giblets doesn't sound nice, but when you're drunk, oh, giblets and garlic sauce. He's Delicious. just he's got a body open in front of him. He just sees a big kebab. So while I was in, I was in Leicester at the weekend doing a few uh, comedy yeah, shows. Yeah. And this English dude came up to me after the show and was telling me... Um, that when he lived in Ireland in the 90s, he saw this ad. You know those drinking ads that were like super violent. I don't remember growing up and they were like, a guy, he has like, he's like having a laugh in the pub. He drinks a pint of Guinness. Then he goes into his car and he mows down three families. And it's like, <laughs> ah, there's limbs everywhere. You're like, oh my God. Traumatized as a child by these ads. They work. But there was another ad in the 90s he was telling me about. It was like, same setup, a guy drinking in the pub, having a great time, sing songs. Then you see his feet leave the pub and you see cars on the road. You're like, oh, it's another drink driving ad. And then you see him walking on the footpath and then he gets off the footpath and a car drives into him. Ah, and then the, the flip, flip side, the flip side. And then it says, don't drink and walk. This is a real ad. It's a real ad. Or was it a real ad? No. It was. I checked it out. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> How are you supposed to get... I was drive. Like, like, well, I better drive. Like you gotta have all, you have all of it up there. But I, you have to you have to walk. How was that? Yeah. How did that get past the marketing team in the? Like, what were they? Oh, we've had, we've done all the drink driving angles. You know, we've we've done them shots. We've done tequila. We've done wine, beers. <laughs> then they drive. It's not. We're not hitting them. Bicycles. We're, bicycles. We've done it. We've done it. Bicycles. Segways. Segways. Don't drink no, and segway. We've done an ad on that. What's next? Walking. Don't drink and walk. That covers all bases. That's it. We've hit the... <laughs> they just can't drink then. The next one will be don't drink and scoot. Don't drink and sit. Don't drink and sit down somewhere. <laughs> drink drink responsibly at home. In, in bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink and get up. Drink don't horizontally. Even, drink and don't even move. Drink from a drip. From Diageo. <laughs> Oh, next week, oh mate, uh, top lineup. Uh, two of the acts include Emma Doran and Anya Gala. So that's going to be tops. tops. Uh, plus more guests. I know, like, uh, you say Anya, people go, "Do you mean Anya?" And like, no, it's Anya. She'll it, tell you. Yeah, she'll tell you what. And uh, I thought it was I called her Anya, and she'll give me too. She'll be like, "Hey, hey it's Anya." No, she's here. she's not like that. She's not lovely. She's not like, "Hey, it's hey, it's Anya." My name's Anya. Hey. Yeah, because when I heard Anya, the first time I heard the name Anya, I was in this, on the international stage years ago. And I was like, what's your name? She's like, Anya. And I was like, what? Anya? Like, good Anya. Because in my head, us Anya, we say that in Australia, is an O-N-Y-A. Like, good on you. Good yeah. Anya. And then, when, yeah, yeah. No, it's Anya. <gasps> like, good Anya. It's just, <laughs> just in a more bogan accent. Yeah, you got Oh, good Anya. <laughs> So anyway, good Anya's on next week, and Emma Doran, and a few others, and guests, so it'll be great. DM us on the Insta page. If you want us to talk about something in particular. Yeah, on stage, we can give us a talk topic. We'll try it on stage and play the clip, and if, if it went well or not. And uh, Or you can ghost us as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie yeah. will love that. I'll ghost you first, though. <laughs>